0: I failed you've been good to me when I wasn't faithful you were still faithful have I got some people here today that love on Jesus yeah touch somebody and tell them he's been good to me hi yeah. ah, we thank you God hi yeah. ah, we thank you God we thank you God, yeah. we thank you, God. Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful God we serve. Thank you. We certainly want to thank God for this opportunity to be with you all this morning. A new mission. I like to believe that you all are spoiled because you have one of the best pastors known to man. Would you cer- help me celebrate God for Pastor Tracy Venice? Growing up, I growing up I always admired him. Uh, This man can preach. I mean, he can really preach. Uh, So we're grateful to God for his gift. And not only are you blessed to have one of the best pastors, but you have two of the best musicians in the city. Some churches just have one. But y'all got double portion. Y'all ought to be grateful to God for their gift to lead you into the presence of the Lord. So I am I am grateful to be here. Uh, to share a word with all of you. Uh, if you have your Bibles, if you would stand and turn with me to the gospel according to Luke chapter 5. And while you are standing and turning there with me, I thank my father, Pastor Keith Turner Sr., for being here with me. Luke chapter 5, and we want to consider uh, verses 4 through 11. <laughs> Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 4, down to verse 11. If you found it, why don't you say, whoop, there it is. is. If you haven't found it, praise God that it's on the screen. Amen. (laughs) The text reads like this. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper, and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. And this time their nets were so full of fish that they begin to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat and soon both boats were filled with fish. On the verge of sinking when Simon Peter realized what had happened. He fell to his knees before Jesus and said, oh, Lord, please forgive me. I'm such a sinful man for he was awestruck by the number of fish that he caught as were others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of of Zebedee were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Father, even now, I just ask that you be with me. Lord, you preach because if I preach, I'll preach it wrong. But may there be something that is said today that will bring your name glory and will bring someone closer to you. God, we give you glory, we give you honor and praise and expectation for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. For a few moments that are ours to share a new mission, I'd like to preach from the thought, I'm going all in. I'm going all in. Would you look at the person beside you and tell them it's time to go all in. A few months ago, Pastor, I was having a conversation uh, with a pastor friend uh, over lunch, and he knows that I work at Apple, and so many times friends will ask me questions about technology. He asked me a question that really got me curious. He asked me, Keith, I am interested in the Apple Watch. I'm interested in all of the benefits that it has uh, for me. But he asked me something and he said, Keith, can I get the Apple Watch without getting the iPhone? And I smirk because I say, oh, isn't this interesting? You want the benefits of the Apple Watch. But you don't want to go all in and get the iPhone. Uh, So I'm saying, listen, uh, for you, uh, the answer is no. You've got to lay your Android on the altar to be able to get all of the benefits of this Apple watch and many of you are laughing but many of you are just like him because many of us want all the benefits of God and we want the grace and we want the favor and we want forgiveness but yet we don't want to go all in we we only want to give bits and pieces to God but yet we still want God to bless us I don't know who I'm talking to today but this is the word for your 2019 that it's time for you to go all in, that you don't just get parts of me, God, but you get all of me, you get my money, you get my time, you get my worship, everything belongs to you, he, he said, uh, I, I, want, I want the benefits, but I don't want to go all in, And for some of you, uh, God's blessings are just waiting on you to go all in. Listen, God tells Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, he tells him to go all in. When he says, listen, leave all of the things you're familiar with and go to a place that I'll show you. God promises to bless him, but first he has to go all in. God tells Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, he says, you will now be the one who will lead God's people into the promised land. He promises to be with him, but first he's got to go all in. God tells Jeremiah to go all in because he says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I already knew you. I set you apart to be a prophet. Jeremiah said, God, no, I'm too young. But God said, no, just go all in and I'll use you to do something great. I'm just here to encourage someone. It's time to go all in because you do no new mission that you can come to church and still not be all in. God, help me here. You you can come to church and sing and dance and speak in tongues and do all of that and still not be all in. Oh, God, help me preach this thing right today. Listen to me. Paul tells us, he says, listen, I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. What Paul is saying is, listen, when you give your life to Christ, you give up ownership to embrace management. God, help me today. Listen, sports, sports fans, you know, you know that, um, that there is... Uh, a head coach or a manager. Um, the Bengals need to get rid of our head coach uh, because we ain't won a playoff game in all his seasons here. Uh, but but there is a a head coach, um, and there is an owner. A head coach uh, has the responsibility to manage uh, this team, uh, but. His responsibilities are limited because he has an owner who's over him. Uh, And so even though he may have good ideas and all that, at the end of the day, the owner has the final say because it's his team. See, what we have to realize about salvation is this, is that the way we used to live, we used to think we were the owner. We used to live the way we wanted to live. But when we give our life to Jesus, we're no longer the owner. I'm just a manager. I'm here to manage what God has given me problem with too many of us is that we come to church and still think we're owners. And we haven't given up all of us in order for God to get the glory through us. We're just managers. Somebody declare out loud, I'm all in. This text is the epitome of what it means, pastor, to go all in. Here, Sunday school would teach you, would have taught you that we find Peter, who is a fisher by trade. All right. And he had just finished a night of fishing that was a failure. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now Jesus shows up to prepare him to not just be a fisher, All right. yeah. but to be a fisher of men. But history would suggest to us that this is not Peter's first encounter with Jesus, because in John chapter one, we see that John the Baptist is proclaiming uh, that Jesus, the Lamb of God, the Messiah, who takes away the sins of the world. He's here. This is in John chapter one. And Andrew, Peter's brother, uh, is following John, and he goes and gets his brother Peter and says, listen, you need to come. And follow this Jesus and in John chapter 1 Jesus comes into contact with Peter for the first time and there's something that happens that blows my mind I want to share with you the first thing that happens when Peter has a interaction with Jesus is Jesus changes his name Ah, Yes, God. Whenever the Lord changes someone's name in scripture, this would suggest that he's now given them a new identity uh, and a new destiny because Peter was a fisher. But now he was getting ready to become a fisher of men in order for us to go all in new mission. I want to share with you is that you have to allow God to give you a new identity. Oh, because this listen to me, this new identity in Christ is no longer about the story that you want to tell, but it's now about the story that Jesus wants to tell through you that that when you give your life to Christ, it is no longer about what I thought my life would be. But this is now about God taking me to my destiny, that he's got something in store for me. Can I can I help you? Let me see if I can help you this way. Uh, when I went to college, Pastor Venice, uh, I was on my way to being one of the biggest sports shot journalists in all of the world. That's what I thought. I was on my way there. Uh, I was I was going to be on ESPN and I was going to be whipping on Stephen A. Smith every single morning, Monday through Friday. That's where I was headed. My freshman year after my freshman year of college, I knew that the Lord was calling me to preach. But I did not want to embrace the call that he had on my life. I wanted to continue to do what I wanted to do. Uh, So I went all throughout my, my, my sophomore year, my junior year. I was preaching, but I was still on TV. I was reporting sports. And as I got to my senior year, the Lord asked me a critical question. He said, will you give up what you thought your life would be? in order to embrace the call and purpose and plan that I have for your life and and I was like dang God for real you you gonna make me give up what I wanted for my life Uh, and, and he says listen if you'll trust me to give up uh, what what you want I'll show you what I can do with your life and hear me listen to me before I was a journalist and I was reporting sports and I was doing my homework to do all that I would think uh to be the best on television I would do my research to to to, to give out sporting news, but what the Lord was saying is that now I'm going to make you a journalist of men that you used to report all the sports stories, but now you're going to report the story that he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, but by his stripes we are healed. That now I'll use you to tell the story, and I bet there's some people here today that need to hear that God is going to take your life and use you for his glory. Hear me. Can I ask you a question? Have you allowed the Lord to change your name? Or do you just want to live the way you want to live? Because too many of us find our identity in our job. But your job does not define who you are. Your your title does not define who you are. Your your spouse, I know they're fine, but they do not determine and define who you are. Jesus said, I'm changing your name because I have a new destiny for your life. If we're going to go all in, we got to allow God to, to give us this new identity. But not only that, but then we must also value the instructions that he gives to us. Because now, Peter, he began following Jesus, but somehow he wound up back just being a fisher again. And now Jesus finds him in Luke chapter five and he gives him an instruction that is dissatisfying to Peter. He says, Peter, I know that you just had a night of failure fishing, but now I'm sending you back out into the deep for a catch. Uh Peter's logic uh, and his experience is dissatisfied because he realizes he's a fisher and he knows the best time to do net fishing is at night. And they had just finished fishing all night and they caught nothing. But now Jesus shows up and he says, Peter, go back out and fish again. All right. Can I help you today? The Lord's instructions will not always satisfy your logic, but God's instructions, catch this, always clear the path for God's providence to manifest. Let me say it again. His instructions won't always satisfy your logic, but it will always clear the path for God's providence to manifest. Let me see if I can help you. You remember when Abraham uh, in the book of Genesis, God called him to sacrifice his only son. Uh, he went. Up, he began uh, to take his son up to sacrifice and just as he was getting ready to sacrifice there was a voice that cried out that said there was a ram in the bush ah God that would be the sacrifice that even though the instructions didn't make sense God's providence was still going to show up can I help somebody here who may be struggling with some instructions from God I dare you to trust the God who is providential that he knows what your situation looks like before you even get there but if you'll just trust him enough to get there he'll show you he can make a way out of no way I wish I had some people at New Mission that knows about God showing up when we least expect it Woo! it'll reveal his, his providence value his instruction enough hear me to respond with faith Peter's response is like God I'm struggling with this but at your word I'll put my net out I have to ask myself a question in the text because I have to pause to wonder why Peter would trust Jesus so much And, and what I realize is that because this was not Peter's first encounter with Jesus. Remember when Jesus, when he began to follow Jesus in John chapter one, uh, Jesus showed up at a wedding. And when all of the Moscato had ran out, Jesus showed that he had the power to turn water into. OK, maybe y'all don't, y'all probably know about some Moscato. OK, it's all right. Listen to me. We go. It's all right. Listen. He, saw, he says, uh, because I show up, I can make a miracle. So maybe in Peter's mind... When Jesus gave the instruction to put out again, maybe he had a flashback on what Jesus did yesterday. And because of what he did on your yesterday, you can trust God for your today. Can I help somebody here? The reason why you ought to trust God is because of what he did on your yesterday. Have I got some people here that knows that God has made a way before? And because we believe him to be the same yesterday today and forever I can trust him why because I've seen him do it before I bet there's some people that know about old taste and see that the Lord is good that because he did it on my yesterday I can trust him from my tomorrow he he, he trusts God enough to say alright Lord I, at your word your word, I will But this is what I love about his instructions. New mission, excuse me. I get excited about his instructions because listen to me. His instructions always reveal his promise. Watch this. He says, Peter, let down your nets for a catch. He didn't say let down your nets and see if you will catch something. He said, let down your nets for a catch. In other words there's an if-then clause Uh, the Lord loves these if-then clauses you know if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead what will happen you shall be saved he loves these if-then statements watch this so the if is catch this if you'll put the net out here it is I'll show up whoo God help me here if if you put out the net then I'll show up. Can I help somebody here? Your next blessing is just waiting on you to put out the net. Because if you'll put out the net, God will show up. And I don't know about you, but when God has showed up in my life, he always shows out that God helped me. That, listen, they needed another boat just to be able to bring in all the things that God wanted to bless them with. Can I ask you, will you put out your net? In this 2019 the Lord is asking you to go all in which should suggest to you I got to put out my nets Because there's something that the Lord wants me to catch For some of you the Lord wants you to catch your healing For some of you the Lord wants to catch your breakthrough For some of you the Lord wants to catch your promotion But you first got to go and put it out For this catch in his instructions, ladies and gentlemen, they also make sure that we depend on Jesus and nobody else. Ah, hallelujah, because listen to me, it's, it's interesting to me that they go out the night before and on their own strength, they catch nothing. But when Jesus comes up and they depend on Jesus, they get more than enough. Can I help somebody here? Too many of you are depending on the stock market and you're depending on your job and you're depending on people and you wonder why you haven't seen the supernatural take place. But for those of us who want to experience the supernatural, you want to experience what eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. I dare you to depend on the only one who's dependable in the first place he's dependable and so um, he says launch out into the deep for a guaranteed catch That, that I promise you that if you will follow my instruction the favor of God will follow your obedience for some of you you need to hear this Delayed obedience is still disobedience. Some of you have been delay- putting off God. Okay, God, I'll do that next year. I'll do that next month. I- I'm waiting until 2020. God is saying, no, if you'll do it now, I'll show up. You just need to be willing to put out your nets. So he says, you've got to allow the Lord to change your identity. You've got to value the instructions. And then thirdly, he says, the Lord wants your availability, not your perfection. The thing that blesses me in this text, pastor, is that as Jesus invites Peter to follow him, he already knows that Peter would deny him. All right. He already knows that Peter will be impulsive and crazy enough to cut off somebody's ear, but he still calls him regardless of his limitations. God, help me in here. Your limitations, new mission, your shortcomings, don't scare God. Matter of fact, for some reason, God is attracted to the least qualified people to do his best work. I don't know about you today, but I'm not worthy to be standing here today. I'm not worthy to be used by God, but I'm here as evidence that God can take a nasty young man like me and turn my life around and use me for his glory. And I bet there's some people here today who, if you were honest enough, you know you're not good enough, you know you're nasty, you know you can be trifling, but because God loves you so much, he'll take your mess and turn it into a message he wants you but I want to ask you today are you available are you are you available God's not asking you just for weekend visits he's asking for full custody that he wants to take your life and do what he wants to do in your life but are you available? Yes. Listen to me, Jesus goes and he gets Peter's boat and he takes Peter's boat out and begins to teach the multitude that is around him. Mm-hmm. Peter's resources had to be available to Jesus for him to use. Yes. Can I ask you, are your uh, is your money available to the Lord? Are you one that says, God, I paid my tithe, you can't have nothing else? All right, yes, sir. Yes. Oh, I got quiet. Okay, let me. Uh, is your boat available for the Lord to use? Is your house available for the Lord to use? Is your body, is your time? Are you fully available to the Lord? Because if you're not fully available, you might as well not be available at all. God, help me. I, he says, Are you. Are you available? Are you willing to give up your job to go after what the Lord has called you to do? Are you, are you willing to allow the Lord to change your name? Or are you available? Jesus is calling. And for some of you, he's getting a busy signal. You're, no, you're unavailable. I don't have time for that right now, God. I'm trying to do what I want to do. For some of you, you're sending Jesus straight to voicemail, just like you do bill collectors. Oh, push the red button. I'm not ready, Lord. Nope. But the Lord is asking in your 2019, will you be available for what he wants to do in your life? And this is where I struggle, Pastor, because I um, I wrestle with my own insecurities and my own difficulties. And I say, God, I'm not... I'm not worthy for you to take me to another place. And I was listening to a sermon uh, by Pastor Michael Todd, who pastors Transformation Church. And he said something so critical to me. He said, when God called me to pastor, I didn't have a seminary degree. I still don't have a seminary degree. I didn't have the pedigree that other men and other women had. Catch what he said. All I had was my yes to God. And God can sometimes do more with your yes than he can with your ability. Can I help somebody here that the Lord just wants your yes? Because if he gets your yes, he'll turn your yes into a miracle. He'll turn your yes into a way making thing. God will turn your yes yes into an incredible message but are you available or are you busy and so they, they get this blessing and they, they get out of the boat and the Bible says that they left everything and followed Jesus Ooh, this blessed me because what this really means is that they left a blessing to go after Jesus. Listen to me. They had enough fish to care for them for years to come, but they left a blessing. To go after what Jesus had in store for them. Listen to me. Can I help some of you? What the Lord is asking some of you is, are you willing to leave your present place to go to a new level of glory? To go to a new level of expectation? Listen, because they leave a blessing. But they must think that whatever God has for my future... Must be better than what I'm getting ready to leave behind can I help you if you'll just take one step and two steps forward God will show you you don't even miss what you left behind because my better is coming for your tomorrow Can I help you today that if you'll trust him? He'll show you you won't miss the people that you left behind in 2018. You won't miss the money that you left in 2018, because now God is going to take you to a greater place. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh. If following Jesus has not prompted you to give up anything, you haven't gone all in. If following Jesus hasn't cost you some friends, if it hasn't cost you some time, if it hasn't cost you anything, then maybe you haven't gone all in. But here are the words of what Paul said. Listen, he says, Forgetting the things that are behind, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. Listen to me that God's got some greater in store for your tomorrow. If you'll just leave your past behind, He'll show you, if you go all in, I'll turn you into something you never would have imagined. Yes, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't stay in a comfortability, and a complacency that'll keep you from God's greater. And then you've got to determine what all in means for you. Because my all in is not the same as Pastor Venice's all in. And too many of us are missing God because we're trying to compare our situation and our season to somebody else. And God is saying, if you'll just trust me to do what I want to do in your life, you'll see the great things that I can do. Can I minister to somebody here this morning? You don't have to worry about where other people are in their lives. You just need to focus on your life and what God wants to do in your life. Because listen to me, listen to me. A hammer and a, scr- and a screwdriver are two valuable tools. Yeah. They're both vastly different. Uh, Listen, just because the hammer cannot do what the screwdriver can do does not make the hammer any less valuable. It just means that you gotta use another different tool in order to get the job done. Listen, you've got to be a hammer and let somebody else be a screwdriver and let God use you the way he wants to use you and he can use your neighbor the way he wants to use your neighbor. Somebody declare out loud, I'm all in. What happens, pastor, though, when we go all in? And I'm glad you asked because this is it and I'm taking my seat. What happens when we go all in? Let me raise to you the story of Elisha. In 1 Kings chapter 19, Elisha. Is plowing. He's, he's doing his job. But he didn't know that God had already instructed Elijah. To go and anoint him to be a prophet to the nations. Uh, Elijah goes and finds Elisha. And he throws a mantle on top of him. And at that moment, Elisha realizes the power of that moment because he went and he said, listen, I'm going to go back and tell my family goodbye because I've, I feel it in my spirit that there's something greater that God wants to do in my life. He said goodbye to his yesterday and hello to his future. He says, all right, I'm getting ready to follow him. And as Elisha Followed the call that God had on his life there's a few stories that blessed me because I read when there were people who came to Elisha and said listen the water is bad there's something going on Elisha got a bowl and put some salt in it and the Lord used Elisha to heal the water then there was a woman who needed some money and she only had some oil at her house and Elisha said go and get some jars and you will pour until you fill every single jar because Elisha was all in. And then there was Naaman, Naaman who had leprosy and and Elisha told him to go and wash in the Jordan River and he would be healed from his leprosy. All I'm trying to get you to see today, new mission, is that if you go all in, the Lord will use you to turn the world upside down that we will be able to suggest Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you go all in, God will use your life so that other people might see him. And that is what the Lord wants to do in your life. He doesn't want you to be here on earth just for you to be famous or popular or rich. All of that stuff is cool. But if you do all that and people don't see Jesus, you've missed the call to you being on earth in the first place. In your 2019, I dare you to go all in. Because if we go all in, hear me will turn the world upside down. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter what's going on in our lives right now. What matters is that God trumps Trump and that God can trump whatever's going on in our lives. And he will show that I'm bigger than all of this. Can I can I prophesy into your life? Hear me that the Lord is getting ready to throw the mantle on you. Just like he did with Elisha. And the question is, will you go all in? Would you stand to your feet? Grab somebody by the hand and tell them God's getting ready to do something in your life. I want to pray with you this morning, New Mission, because for some of you, the Lord is stirring up something on the inside of you. He wanted you to have this word this morning so that your 2019 won't be the same as your 2018 and 2017 and 2016. And hear me, some of you, I hear you, some of you are saying, Keith, I'm too old. I'm past my prime. I can't even boogie no more. Hear me. Remember that God blessed Abraham. And, and, and Sarah to have a child yes. past childbearing years that regardless of where you are God can still take you and do something new and something different in your life but you have to decide whether you're 19 or 59 or 79 that today I want to go all in he can still use you on your job he can still use you in your family to do something that eyes have not seen And ears have not heard. God, we thank you today. Thank you, God, that you have a plan and a destiny for our lives. Thank you, God, that you give us this privilege to be used by you. We're not worthy, God. But you still want to use us. And now, God, I speak over everybody who's under the sound of my voice. That you will take their lives and use them how you see fit. God, help us in our commitment to go all in. May we trust in you. May we depend on you. May we value the things that you want to do in our lives. God, we give you license to change our name. Show us the destiny that you have in store for us. God, we give you praise. We give you glory and we give you honor in expectation. Of what you're getting ready to do. God have your way. God have your way. God have your way. God have your way. God God, remove what you need to remove. Get us out of the way. So that you can get in the way. We thank you so much. And we give you praise. In Jesus name. If you would release the person's hand. And begin to give God glory. For what he's getting ready to do. In your life. Come on, New Mission. Come on and give them glory.